He has been kidnapped by children and has been tied to the It's a Small World After All exhibit at Disney World. Um, <laughs> that is one terrible way to go. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to get the police to rescue him, but we're not sure. Anyway, so we're how... We're trying that hard. Well, the, the, we, we find the screams and amusing in a sick way. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so how are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I'm uh, recovering from what my mom would call the 24-hour flu. Yeah, it sounds that you sound a little, sound a little nasal-ish. What have you? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being up until five in the morning. That'll uh, do it. That'll do it too. And and allowing uh, your friend Mr. Alcohol to uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. to to uh, join you for the evening. <laughs> ah, Mr. Alcohol, sit down, <laughs> please. I go, why, sir? Come on in. <laughs> Ah, yes, Mr. B, Mr. Daniels, come, sit, we will show, let's talk. <laughs> anyway, oh, God. Apologize. I, I normally had one on, but, uh, I... Mm-hmm. Yep. Losing you a little bit. I think we actually... Are worse than usual. All right. But okay, there's a I connection. Okay. They were, okay, you had fun, which is the important, which is the important thing, I think. <laughs> anyway. anyway, so um, we got a bunch of stuff here. Uh, have you have you seen the? Of course, the. Uh, what shall we talk about? No, I obviously uh, the first order of business is I think would be the Age of Ultron. Did you have you seen it, or are you going to? Uh, I have seen it. Oh well, okay. And... I have seen both the Age and the Ultron. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, of course I saw it. It's. Uh, uh, I loved it. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's good. Oh, um, no, wait. Now, have you seen it? No, I have not. I have been, I haven't, uh, I was, uh, I just Yay. didn't get, my, my, my schedule and inherent, <laughs> my schedule and inherent laziness just didn't, uh, uh yeah. Me. Yeah. So, uh -huh. yeah. Well, I will say, um, you know what the problem is with movies nowadays? Yeah. Is, uh, this, it's the, um, there's so much type now. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean just with this movie. I mean, I, I love the movie. I just think that there's so much hype in general mm -hmm. around movies that it's not like uh, the element of surprise is missing. Mm. Like, you know, like I, you, you, you kind of feel they did this with Spider-Man or uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 last year. But uh, no one really gave a shit because it was a <laughs> horrible movie. But I just mean, like, by the time they showed every trailer mm. and every TV spot... You got a good idea of what was coming and nothing... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's still lots of stuff in there that are like, you know, surprises or things that are, <laughs> you know, kind of fun little Easter eggs and whatnot. I just mean, by and large. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I guess, you know, I'm old enough to remember when, you know, all we knew about Jaws was it's about a shark and actually went to go see it in the theater. And it's like, ah! <laughs> you know, kind of moment. Well, yeah, and then don't you think that it's one of those things where uh, with Jaws, it's um, I just kind of feel like there is something I, I don't know. I'm not against spoilers or anything like that. I mean, mm -hmm. I understand that if a 
story is functional. It will service itself whether or not it's spoiled or not. I mean, everyone uh, knows Hamlet dies at the end, and they still keep putting the play on. What? <laughs> what? Oops, sorry. Damn it! Well, there goes the afternoon. Thanks, Bob. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think that uh, a lot of it is just kind of... Um, it's not even that. I, I don't know. It's... I, I think everything kind of it, it doesn't have the same resonance of that uh, the excitement of something mm. you know uh, of building up that that tension or, or or like the even even unexpected surprises today don't seem surprising. Ah. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, I don't know if that makes sense or not. <laughs> I mean, like, even, like, watching show. all right, I'll give you an example. Like, even watching, like, the show, like, The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones, if a major character gets killed now, it's like, uh-huh. Oh, okay, yeah. It's not as much of a, like, my no, God. No, it's like, we've, we've played all those cards out. My I God, mean, they've, they've killed Deputy Dan, kind of thing. They right. Just, yeah. yeah, they've played out all the cards of every type of surprise you could have, and so now, even when it is a surprise... I'm, like, surprised if there's not a surprise. Right. You know, you were talking about Jaws in the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just mean, like, there was a, a sense of hope back then, a sense of wonderment. You know, there was a sense of, you know, we've become so cynical, you know, and so looking for how are they going to get me or fool me, where it's not just kind of going in with this sense of awe and wonder. Mm. You know, and, uh, and I'm not saying, like, you know, I mean, I'm no Pollyanna, clearly. I just mean... I think that, you know, when I watched the Star Wars trailer, the newest one that came out, I thought they captured that where it was like, oh, yeah, it's okay. I mean, yeah, it's kind of geeky and kind of darky to be like, yeah, you know, like liking (laughs) that kind of like real uh, heroism, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But there was something very simple and sweet about that also, you know, where, you know, like the the, now the DC universe, I know I'm, you know, uh, uh, you know, scratching the record and going over to DC from Marvel. I just mean, yeah, over to the, <laughs> over to over to Batman v Superman, the Robin custody case. Well, that's or, right. I, or listen, <laughs> Robin just needs to accept that he is there for their amusement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, I just mean like if God, you, the but, Joker made you do that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> how exactly did you lay an egg? <laughs> Um, well, mostly, mostly by telling that joke. Yes, yes. No, I, I think I, I guess what I'm going to say is, is Marvel does really well at this point of finding a way to make it about the human character. So even as they're trying to be kind of dark and gritty and more realistic, mm-hmm. it still comes down to the humanity of the characters. Yeah. Um, DC, on the other hand, at this point, just seems like we're going to be dark because it's the dark, dark night made yeah. so much money. Yes, and I don't know, but I don't know about the Dark Knight made about as much money, but I don't know. Superman versus Lego Batman, I'm not entirely certain, is <laughs> having seen this. Obviously, you saw the uh, the trailer. And, oh, uh, yeah. It's like, do you bleed? You know, it's like, oh, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, uh, uh, I, I, isn't that the same line of. Uh, wasn't that in Predator? Um. It bleeds. It, it bleeds. If it bleeds, <laughs> you I are one ugly motherfucker. Fucker, yes. <laughs> yes. 
Speaking, uh, so um, anyway, so that's actually, yeah, the, actually it was kind of interesting because you were talking about the, the Star Wars trailer and everyone was like, apparently the reaction to the Star Wars trailer in theaters was everyone was cheering and yelling and throwing, you know, throwing other people's popcorn up in the air because you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to throw your own. And, <laughs> and I assume we were talking in metaphors anyway. So. Yes, you were talking in metaphors. So, popcorn uh, to someone else's children, right? Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> so, but uh, it's just great, just fine and dandy you know stuff and and but i mean and the 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 star the batman superman film was everyone's like you know like the 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 most apparently the most repeated comment was ah, it's lego batman uh let's... yeah yeah i could see that i mean like where it's being so silly with that the voice although you know what though mm-hmm. they have so fucked themselves anyways because by trying to make it real at some point mm-hmm. you can't none of this shit is real no at some point, and, and okay, and to that point, I was going to say, to that point, that that you're exactly right. It's That's the issue with uh, um, DC, is by making it so realistic, they have fucked themselves, because none of it will ever fit in the realm of reality, right? So the more you try to micromanage it and make it real, like I think I read that they were saying that the uh, potential possibility is that the Kryptonians were trying to... Uh, um, oh, terraform other worlds, and that's how maybe the old gods of like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Wonder Woman or you know, mm-hmm. uh, Aquaman and all this other bullshit, you know, came to came to light. But I mean, it, it, at some point, it's 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 the silly books, you it's know, comic books. It's, it's, yeah, well, yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, but it's from the silly papers, yeah, you know. Just, like, I mean, it's 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 supposed to be imaginative. It's, it's supposed to be fantasy, and I think that's what I got from the Star Wars trailer right. was. It was embracing the corniness of the Flash Gordon of it all. Yes. Well, I mean, that was the... I mean, what made Star Wars Star Wars is that, you know, they had seen... Lucas had seen, you know, the Flash Gordon and the, you know, and Buck Rogers and all those other serials when he was... And Captain Video, whatever it ever does, um, at a particular moment in time. And he just wanted to translate that into a slightly more slicker, but not lose the... Oh wow! Kind of moment of of it all. Yeah, and, and you know, and I think that that's well, he certainly lost that when he did the well, the, the prequel. The pre- well, as an older man, you know, focused on his interest at that point, which mm-hmm. was apparently just corporate meetings. Yes. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's it's one of the few science fiction films that featured like several meetings. I was expecting someone to bring in coffee. That's, well, what do kids like more than than <laughs> than tariff trade discussions? <laughs> Look at the piracy. <laughs> look, look at the whiz bang. <laughs> um, uh, look at the Errol Flynn of it all. Yes, yes. Um, I was going to say though that uh, although that makes me think of uh, Terry Gilliam's uh, way, way over budget uh, mm-hmm. piece in the beginning of Meaning of Life. Yes, what was the, it? Death? The uh, was the chartered accountants or the, the crimson uh, chartered no, pirate. Account- Crimson, uh, yeah, Crimson yeah, yeah. Chartered yeah. Accountant Pirates. Account yes, company. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the. Uh, uh, I think they have recaptured it at least in the trailer for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. What I wish, and I know Star Wars is not clearly, you know, DC or Marvel. Well, I guess it is Marvel, kind of. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. Marvel Star Wars comics, but and it's all owned under Disney now. But I just mean that Star Wars trailer recaptured for me a lot of that innocence and joy. That's it. The pure joy mm-hmm. of just... Yes. Look at this. This is great. It's a movie. On wonderment Whoa. of what you can create, Whoa. of what made Spielberg 
great before he became Spielberg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that got those shots that Spielberg used to have of like the, the, the godlight behind the hill as the kid is staring into the ether. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but I mean, and now having said all of that, I will say that uh, I do think that uh, Age of Ultron, coming back full circle, mm-hmm. is it does what it does very well. Um, it, it ties a lot of disparate elements together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to uh, recapture that first uh, spark of, oh, my God, they're all on the screen together for the first time. Mm-hmm. Good at mm-hmm. our prevalent. James Spader is terrific. Mm-hmm. You know, as the bad guy, and uh, but but more than anything, I mean, I think what makes the Avengers films, at least this one, before they do Infinity Gauntlet one and two, unique is that it does what Joss Whedon does well, where the best parts are not the spectacle; it's the human elements right. of the combination of or any combination of those characters yeah. being put together and uh, the conflict. A family, kind of like what Fantastic Four should be. Right. You, you get the idea of who's inside the costumes rather than the people who are actually and why they're wearing them in the first place kind of thing. What they're, you know. Right. And and the human, inter- or I say human, but I mean the, the, <laughs> yeah, um, the human elements of the intimacy between right. these, mm-hmm. you know, super characters right. and, and the, and, and the fragility of their, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, as as powerful as they are, how powerless they are as well. Yeah, they're, they're still human. No matter how powerful they are, they're still human beings with with inherent, except for maybe Thor, with inherent frailties. <laughs> well, and then the and then the question becomes of is, you know, uh, you know, you have that many super egos. Mm-hmm. You know, how do they how do they get along? And or, or don't or don't get along. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Yes, which I have to say, and I. I I don't think I'm spoiling anything because they show that he's in the. They show him in the trailer. Okay. We talked about Vision. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. Um, he is the best. Mm. He is awesome. <laughs> like I really hope they focus <laughs> on that character going forward. I, I, you know, and I wasn't even a huge Vision fan. You know what I mean? I remember, but yeah. I just mean, yes. He is uh, the the iteration and the powers, and there is something that he does. That uh, and I'm not going to say what it is for for your sake, but that solidifies him mm-hmm. as oh yeah, yeah he's one of us. Okay. He's a good dude. All right. That you will be like, oh man, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm excited to hear your reaction to it. Okay, well I'm going to try to get to it. I'm probably gonna, I will get to it this week, but I just have, uh, you know, it's like this being lazy. Uh, so we talked a little bit about the Batman Superman. Uh, Mad Max is coming, of course. I've, oh, oh my God! <laughs> oh God! You know what? Look at what George Miller at seventy can do. Yeah. <laughs> when you know Michael Fuckhead Bay mm-hmm. can't make a coherent fucking action sequence. And here's the: I've never. This is so fucking strange to me that this asshole can cut together the most slam bang. You know, uh, cut every you know millisecond action sequence, and it puts me to sleep. Right. How the fuck is that possible? I don't know. It, he just has that ability to like lull you to sleep with cuts. I mean, it's like I I think there was a just because one can edit doesn't mean one should. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. And it's but I just mean like I, the, bombast is only, and I know we've talked about this before, but I I really mean this like bombast. That is just bombastic consistently <laughs> without any lulls. 
becomes white noise. Yeah. It's kind of like I heard uh, uh, someone talking about paintings one time, and they said, how do you make a great painting? It's finding you know, the negative space, mm-hmm. right? The empty space. The same thing with action sequences. First of all, you should know the geography of which the characters are in. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have some conceptual reality. Yes, there's something to the visceral thrill that I think the Bourne films came up with of that kind of like, I'm now in the POV and I'm in the moment and, I, oh, my God, I'm punching this person or they're punching me. You know, the mm-hmm. um, the PlayStation, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the PlayStation uh, generation of, of feeling that kind of visceral thrill that can work in moments. But by and large, I, I think there are certain things that Joss Whedon's done because I know he got criticized for being like, you know, too television. Mm-hmm. But I'll give him this. Both in Avengers and Avengers, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, Age of Ultron, there were the action sequences. I'm always aware of the geography. I'm always aware of the characters and what they're doing mm-hmm. and what the relation is into the action sequence. I, you, where, you know, <laughs> by not having any character moments or any lulls, A, I don't give a fuck about these characters, and B, talking about Transformers, that is. Right. And and B, I don't know what's going on, so I don't give a shit. Right. And it's not exciting if there's something to not compare the excitement to. Right. It's like it's there are there are moments there's some I mean badly made there's like I have a, a perverse love of course you know Chinese wire foo yeah movies and some of them are very well done but some of them are just I thought you were just talking about the uh, the tanning parlors you no no about. no. <laughs> we might actually a, 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 we'll touch on that a little bit later, but uh, uh-huh. but but just simply you know if they just try to pile on you know incident upon incident upon incident it just sort of gets like no 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 you need a breath you need you know you need you need you know I mean Kurosawa was always about build up action with you know it was like music you build it up bang there's the action and then you then there's re, then there's the result of it you know that sort of thing so yeah if you have nothing to compare it to then it's not exciting you know it no. all becomes one one even line white noise as you put out uh right. speaking of white noise or actually not really but uh, uh my own another of my particular hobby horses is is going on here is that apparently uh, there was an announcement uh i don't know if you saw this is that the of um they have uh, announced that uh, they have cast a Hawk Girl for the next CW spinoff. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did see that. Yes. <laughs> I'm 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 a little dubious. Oh, okay. Why are we dubious? <laughs> No, I, 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 yeah, I know. I'm actually excited. And I, here's what's fucked up is, um, you know, because I know we're going to get to the Flash, and I know that we, I, I you know, what this is going to sound so just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, silly, and right. and I know that uh, I don't come across as uh, sincere often, but I do mean this when I say I have been excited and anticipating your excitement as i've seen the ads for <laughs> you will believe in grod yes i will believe in grod yes i have not gotten to grod yet but we're we're going along here yes but i was going to say that ironically what whedon does so well and i think the best of what marvel does mm-hmm. and i apologize my uh like i was saying the night before has made me maybe not sound as excited about ultron as i as i was mm-hmm. i do i think it's great um, I just um, I think that what Marvel's done so well and uh, um, 
where I was going to say the irony is, is that what DC's done on TV mm-hmm. has kind of captured that, uh, and especially in The Flash, that, well, fuck it. We're going with uh, Big Fucking Ape. You know, people have got weird powers, you know. But their sense of, by having a younger Barry Allen mm-hmm. and Cisco as a sidekick, this kind of fanboy sense of, and not in the cynical of, like, I've seen that, what else you got? Or, I'm going to make a witty aside about, you know, what was it, well, the original X-Men, where it's like, what were you expecting, yellow spandex? Yeah, or you don't you know, have... where they just, they embrace the insanity of the comics. Yes, they embrace the insanity of it, and also, because it's new, because they are younger, and they don't have that, I think that may actually be one of the problems with the Batman v Superman, is Batman is being presented as being, you know, like, you know, this it's, bristled... It's, it's Frank Miller. Yeah, it's Frank Miller, and and honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing The Dark Knight Returns done as a film, but, you know, do that. Don't just, you know, put him well, into another and, film. And <laughs> I will say this. You still haven't seen the animated version of it, have you? No, I have not. I, 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 here, here's the thing. I, I kind of felt the same way as you did at first, mm-hmm. but I, I will give them this. The, the animated uh, adaptation, the part one and two, yep. like where they do the full... But by and large, the full adaptation, um, they've done it. You know, All right, well then they probably then not, not to, don't need to do it again. It would probably right. Okay, and and that's the thing is, it's like I'm like, I, I shit, man. If we're gonna start to now, we're just you know, let's let's just pull it all out there. Did you see the picture of uh, Jared Leto as the Joker? Uh, I have seen that. I, I sort of like everyone seems to be freaked out about that. Uh... <laughs> it's here's the thing. I don't need the Joker with a big fucking you know grill on his teeth. No, and uh, you know a tattoo on his forehead. That, He's uh, says... already over the top enough with the great white skin and the green you know green hair. I mean, it's there's a you know you can't. Well, oh, it's, it's like it's over the topping. Somebody's already over the top. You can't. Well, not only that, but it's also it's like. A you know a twelve year old trying to look rebellious you know I mean like it's I think what is it like it says twisted or something on his forehead to yeah. be like oh, you know if you didn't get it he's fucked up I'm, I'm, and, but, but, <laughs> and and what they're missing from it is the the comic book aspect of it what made Joker so good was not that he's some thug it's that the insanity is resting even under all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, clown guys. Yes. This, there's an elegance to him. Jesus, even Heath Ledger got that with even the way that you know he it would may... be this manic. Or there uh, is with uh, mm-hmm. explosion of insanity coming out of this, like you know, trying to calm himself, slicking the hair back, mm-hmm. and talking in a very kind of Shakespearean theatrical voice. Mm-hmm. And also the fact, I mean, he's consciously theatrical. The clothes and the make, you know, and, and the, the Keith Ledger was the makeup in. Uh, but even with Jack, you know Jack Nicholson's, it's you know the clothes and everything. Yeah, he, he's not a guy that looks like he's trying to get crunk. No, he's not trying to get crunk. And the other thing is, there's other. The other thing is that there's always this, and this is the, this is sort of like the little undercurrent thing that I was just, I just came to me. I think as, as I was thinking about that, is that the Joker in the world of Gotham City, in the world of DC, may be the only really sane person. He may be the only one who understands the universe as it really is. And well, that's the terrifying... And that is, for his adversary, something of a terrifying possibility. Well, you know, it's funny you say that, and not to get too philosophical, but I think you're right. It is that idea that... Um, oh, I heard the... I think it was an old Jimmy Buffett song that said, if we weren't all crazy, we'd all go insane. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is that idea that if if you really take a look at the world and see how fucked up it is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not saying we would all become just nihilist, but I just mean you would be like, this is all like, who gives a shit? This is all theo. This is all 
theatrical and this is all just yeah. you know cyclical and just insanity you yeah. know and mm-hmm. and the fact that we have to instill order on some level it's what watchmen you know the mm-hmm. original watchmen did so well which is if we don't have someone telling us hey kids mm-hmm. get your shit together or I'm going to fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. We would all act, you know, well, to not, our most base instincts. Well, not all of us would, but there's enough of us who would. But we'd also okay. Be, I would. All right. <laughs> we what we would be confronted with. We would be confronted with the necessity of doing that ourselves without sort of a sort of without a light at the end of with nobody minding the light at the end of the tunnel. And some of us would snap with that right you know that that existential crisis would break a lot of people and i think that that's kind of what the joker represents is this kind of of this just completely unhinged of fuck it all yeah just want to see the world burn because it doesn't make any sense nothing makes sense. oh yeah i still still love that analogy from dark knight of uh uh, like a dog chasing cars he wouldn't know what to do with it if he caught it yeah Mm -hmm. yes yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, the more I think about it, and as much as I've given Nolan shit for, you know, Interstellar and uh, uh, you know, Dark Knight uh, Rises and all of that, mm-hmm. um, I have to say, the more I always think about the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. that really did a bang up job of. That is the best. Like you know, I, I think some of the best superhero films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think Marvel's had a great run, and I and I think they're up there clearly with the mm-hmm. best of you know, not just. Best superhero films or summer films, but just you know, great movies. Mm-hmm. But Spider-Man Two captured for me that the 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 whiz bang, um, oh the 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 pure joy of the twelve year old boy loving mm-hmm. comic books, right. where the Dark Knight really did as good I think as you're going to do of getting that balance mm-hmm. of the um, over the topness of comic books mm-hmm. rounded in as much reality as you can get, but also allegorically, mm-hmm. you know, post nine 11, I think was one of the best, you know, uh, uh, framings of who we are as a society mm-hmm. and, uh, what we are, uh, willing to give up in yeah. the name of, 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 you know, secure, yeah. uh, you know, of, of freedom, you know, like that kind of, at what point do you become the thing that you are, yeah. or when you become the thing that you are chasing, then what, you what know, do you do? What are you defending? Yeah. yeah. What are you defending? Yes. So, uh, but uh, anyway, so actually going back, so as you mentioned that, but uh, the um, they have Kyra Renee apparently. Uh, his going <laughs> yeah, back thing. to Hawkgirl. Back to Hawkgirl because I have the picture of Hawkgirl up there. So. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, tell me more about this Hawkgirl. No, I don't. Know. She's just they're they're going to like it's been reported they're going to have a Hawkgirl. So all right. Yeah, well, uh, which, which I don't understand the whole thing of Hawkgirl. Look, my understanding, because, you know me, I'm always kind of on the fringe, mm-hmm. and especially with some of the stuff, like even Vision. Like, I knew about Vision. I knew that he was – I knew enough to know that when they said in the first Avengers of uh, – Colson was dating a cellist from mm-hmm. Seattle, yeah. I thought – I was sure that was a wink-wink that when he died that he was coming back as the Vision, right? Right. And that the cellist from Seattle was a Scarlet Witch. So yeah, I, like I know that shit, but I really didn't know Vision. And it's the yeah. same thing with the Hawk people. Right. Well, I kind of know them, but then all of a sudden I'm reading the shit or watching a cartoon, and I was like, they're based off of Osiris or Egypt. What the fuck is going on here? Who uh, are these Hawk people? Who are these Hawk people? Well, uh, they have about 13 different origin stories. I mean, that's the thing. The, the one that they've kind of fixed on is the the, the Hawks have been. Uh, you know Carter Hall and um, and this this is Sharina uh, Kyle is 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 the name here I think 
Uh, Not to be confused with Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle. No, uh, Curtis Sanders. Uh, Curtis Sanders, a.k.a. Hawkgirl. Uh, they've sort of been reincarnated over and over and over and over again over the you know over the centuries um, you know as as you know and you know they're in some way you know they end up in, in, either involved with each other fighting crime and then they get killed and mm-hmm. just the pattern just repeats over and over again now there's also uh, the other DC the other DC continuity was originally uh, was a guy named Carter Hall who was an Egyptologist who discovered you know and, and all of these the, all of these goals got messed up. Hawkman is notorious for having the worst continuity of any continuing character in, and that's in, in the DC in the in the in the you know in the comic book universe. Right. Uh, actually, my idea, if I was you know, if somebody said, "Well, how would you fix Hawkman?" I said, "Well, I'm just going to go everyone." What everyone keeps trying to do with the Hawkman continuity is simplify it. Is you know, okay, this is now the one continuity. This is actually right. all the other stories are not true anymore. Even right. though everybody everybody knows all the other stories, I would just simply go the other way. They're, as far as Hawkman is concerned, they're all true. He has absolutely no real idea which one is true. As he's going through, his, the only the only his only real identity is actually Hawkman. The others are just things. It's almost like a potential. It is almost like a quantum wave function of various r- reasons he's Hawkman sprinting out from him he doesn't really understand it right so, so he's sort of like he, he has memory he has all of the memories he has all of this stuff tr- running around in his head and it's almost driving him crazy half the time and i think okay. it would, it, that would be a different that at least that would be different and you could have you could just say okay they're all true fine you know like embrace it it's show he's the schrodinger's cat of uh of, of superheroes you know like right <laughs> and, you know and <laughs> Well, I, well, here's the, here's the thing that I, you know, and, and, and you know, to that point, and maybe you can help me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like I always say, I'm on the fringe. Is um, I I got my folks to, um, you know, because they, they're always asking me uh, every now and then, or are being forced upon them, um, <laughs> of this like, oh, check this out. And so they watched Flash and they enjoyed it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, my mom said to me, you know, like, is this uh, accurate to the comic? And I again, I know enough to be dangerous. It's, I was mm-hmm. like, well, it's the iteration of Barry Allen, not the Silver Age. But I, and I know that the, like you're saying with Hawkman, that Flash had many different iterations. Mm-hmm. But if someone were to say that to you, how would you explain? I it? would say that this is actually pretty. The current DC continuity for Barry Allen, this is very, very close to what it is. That they, that Professor, that the Reverse Flash had something to do with his origin. I mean, that he is, this guy is actually from the future. Right. Uh, Although, but but Wally West was the first Flash, right? No, no, no. Barry Allen was, actually, no, the first Flash was the Golden Age Flash, so that was like in the 30s. Okay. And then Barry Allen is the Silver Age Flash. He is the first of the, you know, he would would be it would be Barry Allen, Wally West, and then I think you know one of um, you know uh, one of one of I think Barry's kid actually later kid became the Flash as well. Kid and, Flash. Kid Flash. Well, actually, Wally West first became Kid Flash. Then when Barry Allen vanished into the uh, vanished into the whatever it was during the you know one of the one of the one of the thirteen infinite crises that DC has had. Uh, Which they seem to be kind of hinting at in the show on some level. On some level, so he goes, yeah. There's, there's, there's something at the at some point in 2020 or something like that. Barry Allen right. disappears, uh, is is the is the uh, is the idea. So it goes without, you know. There's that whole, um, 
but essentially the continuity as it stands now is that this guy came back for the future and ends up like trying to like you know manipulate the Flash now, into to doing bad things so that he can get back. Well, now let me ask you this though. Now I'm curious to see now. Now, how far are you into Flash? Uh, I am just finished the Trickster. Uh, no, I just I think I just finished the Trickster episode. So I was okay, like, okay, right. so you know that okay. So did so you got to the end of it where mm-hmm. you yeah. find out about Harrison Wells. Yeah, and 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 I think no no I sorry I got the we got the we got the Adam one I was the that was the next one after that the Adam so okay well let me ask you this though this is what I thought was interesting and this is what I didn't know and I I'm telling you this because I think that you are capable of uh, of already recognizing some of this without being like you know asshole <laughs> but you may but but I'm going to I'm going to chance it. Did you get to the point where you found out what the Harrison Wells character's real name is? Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. Did yeah. you? Un- so I'm. I'm. They play into that more mm. in the you know the newest episodes. Right. I, I did not see that coming. No. No, actually, I did not see that coming either. Uh, but it makes it's it is the continuity. I mean, I kind of like you know. Oh yeah, that's that's who that that's who the Reverse Flash is. That real name is that's who the Reverse Flash is. Which is which I guess they have said that Eddie's name was Thawn, and I just didn't put it together. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, which I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I, they I have to give it to them. Like these are the guys. I think these are the same assholes who did uh, Green Lantern, which was. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> well, but maybe, I mean, the uh, um, I just mean, uh, uh, but they, they you know, what they did with Arrow, mm-hmm. or what they are continuing to do, and what they're doing with Flash, and right. then will now launch into this third kind of you know all star team up, yeah, you know, whatever it is they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, man, oh man, like yeah. I, Flash yeah. has really impressed me. It has really <laughs> impressed me. Now here's the thing that actually really impressed me, to be honest, is that even though Wells is a monster. You still like him. You like him. He's. It's impossible not to like him. He is actually it's because that uh, Tom, what's his name, that plays him, is just so goddamn likable. And you know what? That Tom, uh, God, what? I can't think of his name right now. But the guy that plays him, he used to be on a show called Ed. Mm-hmm. But he's got the same thing as the actor that plays Barry Allen, where you're not in. You know, he's a superhero, but and he's the protagonist, but you're not intimidated. You're you're rooting for him. There is a likability about him, mm-hmm. you know, just an inherent like down, yeah, you know, the boy next door kind of likability. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I mean, I think that that is, you know, what I think they kind of are hinting at that there somehow when he took on um, uh, Harrison Wells DNA, mm-hmm. yeah. that whatever goodness in Harrison Wells. Mm-hmm. You know, may you know, may have peaked through, or you know what? The other thing is this: that guy Thawne from the future may be a real asshole, but if you're around people for you know 15 years, yeah. you know, I'm sure you 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 start to have some feelings for these people. He, well, Although, he, he, yeah, when he when he when he when he killed Cisco in the alternative, he said, you know, I'm kind of sorry I have to do this. You know, I mean, so yeah. which for which considering everything else, I mean, no, but it's impossible. It's uh. There's a there's actually a, I'm going to l- jump all the way to another genre Tinker Tailor. Uh, this was a John Le Carre, uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, right? And, and the idea is they will find the mole. And one right. of the things that one of the things that happened was that when they found the mole, one of the guys says, uh, and he says one of the one of the other characters that had found work to find had been working to find a mole, and they just like sitting there and they're aghast at his treachery. I mean, he's destroyed the British Secret Service. It's turned it inside out. You know, everyone's life is is completely you know in ashes now 
because of what this man has done. And the guy says, I still like him. I yeah. still regard him with affection. I still he's a like he was a likable person. He was he was a guy you liked. You know what's funny is that it, you always make me remind me of that and I, I I don't think anyone's going to be shocked by this. I, I am a liberal myself. Mm-hmm. But I always love the new Gingrich line from the nineties about Bill Clinton was I hate the son of a bitch because every time I meet him I can't help but love him. Yeah. Oh well, as as Bill Bill was regarded as being the best one on one politician on the entire planet, right? And and for and for a different reason. But but to your point, I think that that goes to what you know we see in these the best bad guys, like a banality of evil is also that sense of you kind of you sympathize with them, you yeah, know, on some level. You're like, well, okay, <laughs> well, yeah, that's what it, this guy's under tra- the right circumstances. Well, this guy's from the 50th, apparently, like from the 50th century, so he is really goddamn. Oh, God. And you know what they got so right that I thought was a uh, uh, deliciously comic book uh, creepy line was just the, uh, you know, I where he, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase here, but essentially the idea is that he feels little remorse because in his own mind, these people are just walking ghosts. These people are all dead already. Yeah. So, like me killing you now, what does it fucking matter? It, it, again, you know, we go back to the Joker. What does it matter? But, but we go, but in his, his perspective, and there was also there's a great science fiction novel who's uh, uh, called the Domesday Book by Carolyn Willis, and she travels back in time, and the difference between the, but the, in her, it's her, she meets people who are all going, who all die. I mean, it's it's kind of a tragedy because she ends up. She's supposed to go back to visit England at a particular point. She ends up going back to England at the Black Death. So what happens is that every person in the village that she's at, right, uh, spoiler, dies. I mean, but they were going to die. You know, her thing is they were going to, you know, you're kind of like you're, you're sitting there reading this and you're going, oh, this is terrible, horrible. But at the same time, it's also like... From her perspective, they were already dead anyway. Right. But what made the difference and what made it human is that she now has them in her heart. She knows them. She's carrying their memory with them. And that is something that she will bring back to the future. It is not like there was another village where they all died. No one knew that they ever lived. Well, isn't that the same thing at the end of uh, 12 Monkeys? You Mm -hmm. know, it's the same thing where it's like the your mission was never to save the people back then. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like, and yet, how do you, how you know, you once you get to know someone, and yeah. I think that is interesting. What they're going to play in the Flash is once you know someone, mm-hmm. it becomes a, the theoretical when it becomes human. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it's hard to yeah, hard to go wrap through. your mind around, like you know, mm-hmm. trying to be um, cold, calculated, and analytical. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. I'm I am fascinated to see what happens with this. I really am. I mean, I just I. He's, it's a fascinating, he's getting a fascinating character, it's just fascinating watching the interaction. And you, you, like I say, you can't help but like him, even though, even I mean, he's killed like four or five people in cold blood since the beginning oh, yeah. of the... Uh... Well, I like that when they started off the season, the people he was killing, you're like, well, maybe they deserved it. And then, you know, <laughs> then this is, you know, maybe he deserved now, just when he, when he, when he off Cisco, I mean... Of course oh, yeah, it did. well, that's, because Cisco's the heart of that show. Yeah, he's, 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 he's yeah. So, um... Uh, let's see. We got one other. Um, I see one other thing that I had a note of here that I don't know if you heard about, but uh, it was a a rather interesting um, interesting little development, and and gave us the the most fascinating headline I've ever seen. Okay. Um, Chinese government 
cracks down on funeral strippers. Huh. This is... I don't understand why. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't understand. You don't understand why. I didn't think you would, but I guess. I, I'm all for it. I always feel like uh, you remember that old movie Night Shift mm-hmm. with uh, Michael Keaton and uh, yeah. Winkler. Yeah, I always they, like it when he's trying to explain prostitution. Yeah, and he goes, "All right, let's break the word down. We have the word pro. Okay, mm-hmm. we're for this. We get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We have the word. Uh, oh, what did he say? Uh, uh, tit. Mm-hmm. All right." think we're all for that and then we have the word shun which is to push away or not okay well that word shouldn't even be in here so what are we left with pro tit <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is this is this is actually from uh this is this is from esquire uh there's several other other places mentioned it as well but apparently what has happened is and it's not everybody but it's uh, those people who apparently wish to show off a little bit of wealth or um, bring, you know, sort of bring, bring, actually bring people to the funeral. Well, yeah, like, have it seriously, have like, have it's a dull affair anyway. It's a dull affair. There's some titties in there. Having like, strippers okay. in it, yes. State media, and this is state media. This is a, a quote from uh, Esquire, uh, Charles Pierce's Esquire thing. Uh, state media, and this is a quote. He's, he's quoting from an uh, NBC News. State media have said burlesque shows at some funerals aim to draw more mourners and show off the family's wealth in a practice that is infrequent but gaining in popularity. In a notice on its website, the ministry called for a blacklist of people at workplaces that engage in such shows. It singled out a group of burlesque dancers, the Red Rose Song and Dance Troupe, who did a striptease after the small town funeral of an elderly person in the northern province of Haiti in February. The group took off their clothes after performing a traditional song and dance routine. Yeah, what, yeah, it's just a small town girl on a and, Saturday night. And your problem is, you know? yeah, and well, these kids are doing their darndest to put on a show for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like everyone, you know, like everyone is. I mean, a lot of people come to these services, and you know, a lot of them don't really have a great deal. It's like, oh God, I got to go, Uncle Carl's. You know, I mean, yeah, like it, it's yeah, it's yeah. my it's my wife's Uncle Carl who we saw like once a year at you know. And he, you know, and you, and he going, was always that creepy uncle that was inviting you to the basement. Well, not even that. Even that. Not even even that. He just simply. Oh my God! I just had a revelation. Yeah, you know, he was just simply Captain Bland. He just, you know, sort of existed, oh, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. he, yeah. you know, he just he didn't really do anything. He did. He was. He wasn't even a particularly interesting person. I don't give a shit if the guy is fucking uh, uh, evil. Can evil? If yeah. you throw in some titties, <laughs> people will go. <laughs> so they're cracking down on this. So I was just like, how the hell did this get started in the first place? And there's some people, by the way, I am not asking, by the way, since I do significantly outage both you and the enemy below, let me put it this way. This is not in any way a request. Uh, well, I, <laughs> of course, I'm going to tell you now whether you like it or not. <laughs> I'm going to find a way to get titties in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with juggling. For some reason, I think that that would. The rest of you, the rest of your immediate family is like, who the fuck is? How, how did he get in here? How did he get in? What is going on? What's the pole doing I, I here? Go, I go. This is what Bob would have wanted. What What is the hell is a pole doing here at a memorial service? This is like. Even if you're not around for it, because while you may be significantly older, there is still a good significant chance I could die before you. Okay. The uh. uh I'm just gauging this on life's 
style choices. Okay. But I'm saying that not only do I want the pole and the strippers, mm-hmm. I want it to be, I want to go one further and have the pole through my coffin. Okay. To give the impression that it is my pole. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> but I, I do have to, I just want to quote Charles Pierce on this because he's, he does a, a blog for Esquire. It's well, which, you know, you're breaking my heart whenever you say that. That, that was my grandfather's name. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 not really. I just mean that is such a rarity to hear. My, my grandfather's name was Charles Edward Pierce. He went by Ed. But whenever you say Charles Pierce, I'm like, oh, oh boy, I shouldn't be talking about titties. Yeah. yeah. And oh, he maybe says, I should. Maybe you should. And this is the quote he gives after that little thing about the about the Chinese strapping crapping out. And he goes, and he wrote, and I love this quote, and thus do the Irish finally fall into second place as far as funeral rites go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because you know what? What's what's if mere drunkenness compared being, you know, Yeah, drunken buffoonery or being sober and looking at titties. I'm taking the latter. The Chinese are pragmatic. They get it. Like, we're drinking because we're not looking at titties. Yeah, we got some Rondo sex plays or Irish. But anyway, just... <laughs> I just like that the more I say the word titties, the more you just seem to be like, the most uncomfortable person in the world. I, 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 well, let me put it this way. I, I am, you know, like you, you want to, you look uncomfortable, repressed, you know, like my picture is there in the dictionary. Uh, so, <laughs> it's not, it's not. <laughs> repression, I know thee well. <laughs> repression, I, repression is moi, you know, let me put it this way. I mean, there's a reason I put that song, everyone else has had more sex than me, up to the song of the week, you know. <laughs> You go, no, literally, I can hear it through the wall. <laughs> They're doing it now to mock me. They don't even want to have sex. They're just doing it. Yeah, because, you know, like, hey, listen. They go, hey, Bob's next door. <laughs> hey, put the, put the tape you... on. We're too tired, but put the tape on. Let him I'm, think. I'm trying to think of, of for you, uh, something <laughs> clever. I, I used to say about a friend of mine, which I found, uh, mm-hmm. uh, one of my best friends, I found the irony being that he's a lawyer by trade, right? Mm-hmm. And so he has to argue for a living, right? Yeah. And yet, in real life, he hates confrontation, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So my joke to him was, I had seen a, a James Bond movie recently, and uh, mm-hmm. you know the the Bond family crest is the world is not enough, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I said that his family crest was death before confrontation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was trying to think. Uh, oh, hold on! Can you hear mm-hmm. that helicopter? A little bit, yes. Uh, sorry, there's a big helicopter going over me. Apparently, the uh, they found you. Secret Service heard me. Or is this part um, of that? Did you have you heard? I mean, just a, very, very quickly, have you read about the, the, the total freakout that Texas is having about the military maneuvers that are going on you know, around in the American Southwest? No, but it's got to be something for the Texans to actually give a shit. No, no, they, they're absolutely totally freaking out. This, this is a that this is going to be a a preview of a military takeover of Texas by the U.S. Army. Um, oh Jesus Christ! To the point, really? yeah, I mean, to the point of where you know the the governor of Texas is actually pandering these lunatics by saying we're going to look into it, and. Right. And and then somebody actually pointed out that you know like I, I did a little digging on it. First of all, this is this has been going on. What they're doing is they're just doing exercises. They're doing like special forces exercises in various cities and towns to sort of like get a more right, real. Right, so they can get into understanding urban warfare. A real more urban urban feel because I mean you know we we, we we've been you know all our training. How insulting is that to uh, to the towns in Texas they've chosen? <laughs> yeah, what their town is. Yeah, so we're gonna we're we're actually looking for sort of like desolate 
desert communities. Wasteland. Wastelands. <laughs> Texas! <laughs> yeah, yeah, your town your really town looks, mimics. Your town fairly, absolutely mimics basically uh, Mosul in Iraq. I mean, it's just it, right down to the dead burrow in the... Uh, in the uh, <laughs> He goes, now wait a second, that's my dead burrow. <laughs> that's, my, that's my dead burrow. So they're, they've been freaking out about that. New Mexico is, they're also doing it in New Mexico. New Mexico seems to be not having anywhere near the problem about this that Texas is. So they're, everyone's like, they're running and shrieking and all that other stuff like that. And I took a look and, you know, like I found it, it's, it's a total of, and it's over a course of like a couple of months, and it's a total of 1,500 guys. I mean, good God. Fort Hood has more than that, and they they hit they hit the town. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> every, yeah. I'm more concerned about when they're getting drunk at the bars. Every payday, more yeah. more soldiers come pouring into town than this. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, well, you know what though? I mean, this is. I always felt this way. It's the same way with like when Texas had that whole movement, like uh, the height of the. Um, oh, uh, um, so the uh, Tea Party bullshit. Yeah, so the helicopter was, was when, like when they party. were like. Um, we're going to secede. I was like, fucking do it. <laughs> Go away. Yeah, I dare you. <laughs> Go away. Good luck. Go, when, me... when you're taking on the cartel in Mexico. What, and when Mexico, con- when Mexico conquers you in about three and a half days. Yeah, when the, when the relatives <laughs> of Santa Ana. <laughs> hello. hello. I am, I am the literal descendant of Carlos Reynos de Santa Ana. I am about you, 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 you Texans, you venerate the Alamo. Would you like to experience what they did? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to. I want you to really, really uh, savor the memory of General Custer right before the end. Understand. But so anyway, so that's um, so that way that was. Um, I just, I just thought that was the most entertaining, uh, entertaining uh, headline of the week was the Chinese <laughs> tracking down a feudal strippers. I was like. <laughs> I well, think this that, is, this is an un- my question. This is an untapped America. This is an untapped resource in America, by the way. Well, you you know, know, I mean, seriously. Oh no, I agree with that. I've got to say though, at what point though do you get to the place in your life where you're like, I- I'm going to be a stripper. I'm going to now sell my body for money. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like I'm not criticizing. I'm just being like, you know, th- those are decisions, choices right. you make. But yeah. then you have to say, and I know where I'm going to perform. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, is that the bottom of the barrel for strippers, or is that I don't considered know. an honor? Do they I think of know. themselves as like surrogates, like I, helping people usher their feelings as their loved ones cross over? Who knows? I mean, I would just like, you know, I just, and this is this is actually this is actually apparently upper crust. This is not just, you know, like in America, you would actually a guy named Bubba who drove a truck, and mm-hmm. his favorite his favorite part was, you know, the titty bar. So they're going to like have his ashes there at the titty bar during a ceremony. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wanted I wanted to be like I. I like imagine it like Valhalla. Like I want their tits to be painted like like the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of the uh, the Nordic vo- Nordic and the uh, the the uh, the entrance of the gods into Valhalla. Oh, yeah, at the, yeah. At the Have end them wearing of, like Viking hats at the at the end of, at the end of Das Rheingold. Okay, gotcha. Uh, well, I'm making notes ooh, here. Oh, so. real quick. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Okay. Let my parents know my wishes. The um, <laughs> I, I was gonna say uh, and and coming back to uh, things just turning into an apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah. Which we didn't really get to focus on uh, before yeah. I went on my Michael Bay tangent. Is yeah. Mad Max mm-hmm. looks every trailer they come out with, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, and I'm fearful to watch another one, you know, because I don't mm-hmm. want to see too much at this point. But right. every trailer they've had with the uh, kind of Kubrickian, you know, uh, classical music 
played at you know eleven, which is <laughs> yeah. you know, just these scenes of bombast of uh, 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 but but knowing it's uh, real people, you know, mm-hmm. morons, you know, putting themselves in danger <laughs> yeah. for our uh, for our it's just like yeah, it's just like holy shit, yeah. look at that, yeah, mm. yeah, it's it is breathtaking. Yes, so. Yeah, it is. And, I'm looking. I am looking forward the first to one that. that wasn't filmed in Australia, right? No, no. Where was oh, yeah. this filmed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one was. Well, what happened was was that in the early aughts, like late '90s, early aughts, they were mm-hmm. going to do this same story. He had written two stories, and one was uh, I can't remember. The one was called Furiosa, and the other one I think was called um, Fury Road. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that no fury road was going to come out first and they already got a second one called furiosa that they were working on and mel gibson was going to come back and um be max right right, right. but uh it got delayed 9 11 happened which delayed it even more um but then they were going to shoot it in the same parts of australia they shot it before and strangely enough australia experienced the heaviest rainfall they've ever had mm-hmm. and so all of this desolate you know wasteland was now filled with vegetation so they had to find another place. And by the time they got to it, you know, Mel Gibson had, you know, become, you know, fucking older and, ins- older yeah, and like, insane. I mean, he made Mad Max look sane, <laughs> you know. And uh, uh, so they were looking for someone else to fill the shoes if they were going to do it. But they filmed in uh, South Africa. Okay. Well, this that's like Kal- Kalahari and, Desert. And, but, no... I mean, but some of those. Oh, yeah. Those shots, though, in that film, like in those orange landscapes with that mm-hmm. big, like, cloud storm coming is. Yeah. Just awe inspiring. Yes. So anyway, uh, speaking, well, a couple of things on for you call yourself a scientist here. Yeah. You call yourself a scientist. Yes. Um, uh, they apparently their uh, first thing they did is they this apparently they did a survey of something like a hundred thousand galaxies, and they found no sign of intelligent life in any of these hundred thousand galaxies. Um, this it's a. Yeah, and they were including our galaxy, right? I, I don't know if they would. I don't think. Actually, I don't think so because <laughs> they can't view our galaxy. It was actually a, a slightly clever idea, but I don't know whether it actually kind of worked. The idea is that, well, let's see. If they had, if there is a civilization, and if there's a galactic-wide civilization, the amount of infrared, i.e., meaning heat, coming off of a galaxy, mm-hmm. might be more than you would expect from the actual size of the galaxy. So they started surveying various galaxies and they didn't find anything they found they didn't find any that actually had an enormously you know different from what they would expected. So they have some that are slightly higher, but nothing that would indicate that there's a massive galactic um civilization going full bore in the middle of sure. the galaxy in the galaxy. Now uh this does kind of remind me I mean it's it's a clever idea. Uh, at least it was worth a shot. I mean, but it also kind of reminds me of like somebody looking out over um, over you know like shall we say looking down on America in the middle of the day, and, right? And saying, well, there is no intelligent life here because I don't see any campfires. So I mean, it's right. what, how you know what and what a far more advanced civilization is going to use. I mean, heat might be generated by it, but it could very well be that they have they would have mastered all sorts of different ways of 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 uh, manipulating matter to the point where it would look like magic to us. So, I mean, it was worth a shot. It's just that you know, it's just kind of an interest. It was just an interesting little uh, interesting little de- detail. Do you, do you know what's really sad about uh, my existence is the fact that when you said we were doing the um, 
the scientist segment, I assumed the uh, stripper funeral. <laughs> I kind of like to include that as popular culture, but anyway, it's just a, it's a fascinating, just a fascinating little. Uh, yeah. All right, so also also uh, to file under, we've seen this movie. Uh, scientists have announced that they have they have actually finished the mammoth DNA geome, right. uh, and now are ready to breed a mammoth. Thank God, <laughs> what we've all been asking for. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I can I finally mean, have those Flintstone Bronto burgers. Yes, <laughs> the mammoth ribs, the go kind of thing, the Flintstones at the end of the. Uh... <laughs> Haven't we learned that just because we can, maybe that doesn't mean we should? Should you know, like here. I, I'm I'm sort of like thinking of actually ordering a copy of Frankenstein, you know, like sort of like sending a copy of the book Frankenstein to every one of those people involved in it. It, would, just it, say, would, be, it would fall on deaf ears. <laughs> I know it would fall on deaf ears, but at least I would have tried. We've seen this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, but not only that, but here's my question. Why? I, I guess because they can. I, that's the only thing I can think of. That's that's the only reason that they're coming up with this nonsense. Well, and wasn't that the same excuse for having uh, titties at the funeral? Yeah, because you can. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe maybe it does. It is linked together. <laughs> because why are we having titties at the funeral? Because we can. Damn it! Because we yeah, can. That's like, uh, and I, I probably told you this before, but I always liked it when I I, I was uh, living in Korea. Mm-hmm. I I always liked that there was a a uh, a gay bar downtown that was called um, Because. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, excuse me. It was called Why Not. I've already screwed up the joke. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, this is, uh, there's a true element to this. There was okay. a gay bar down called Why Not, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, and I thought to myself, you know, it's like, well, imagine like a guy wakes up one morning and he's just like, you know what? Women haven't worked out for me. You know, why not? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, I, and my friend and I decided we were going to open up a titty club next door called Because. <laughs> <laughs> just because, because. Yes, I, I just wanted to imagine someone just sitting out there contemplating. Why not? Why not? Because. Well, because. <laughs> Why not? Because. Why not? Because. It is the it's a quintessential question that we are all, all oh, torn with. Just, yes. So, um, and the last thing on the scientist end is that uh, another bad news for the uh, Mars prospective Mars astronauts. Um, is that they've done some studies and they kind of figured that during the two to three year trip to Mars, uh, the cosmic rays that are normally blocked by the Earth's magnus- magnetic sphere will cook right. their brains. Huh. So, so in addition well, that doesn't to that, seem like the outcome you were looking for. No, that's not the outcome they're looking for. So they'll be they're mass. They're going to be neural damage when they get you know like uh, I don't remember my name. Now. I, maybe maybe I'm misunderstanding what they're going for. But that, that... <laughs> Look, I never yeah. liked this guy. That we're <laughs> we're sending all these people up to die, and then of course now you know this is like you know like you kind of want people who are going to have very very sharp cognitive feet, uh, functioning when you're on Mars and you're pretty much you know like a mistake and you're dead. Oh, you, know, Bob, you... Bob, you poor fool. Yes, yes. You yes. want everything. I I want everything, but still. <laughs> you and your I want people cognitive when they're on a planet <laughs> billions of miles away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which, cog- <laughs> which, by the way, a friend of mine who is a PR guy for NASA sent me a picture I thought you would love. I'll have to put it up on our site. Okay. It's of Buzz Aldrin standing mm-hmm. in front of, uh, like, uh, uh, oh, what am I thinking of? Um. Oh, rock formation over in Europe, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Stone uh, Stonehenge. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so it's Buzz Aldrin standing in front of Stonehenge, opening his shirt up like Superman, and the shirt yeah. reads, "Get your ass to Mars." <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many elements about that. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like, it's, it's kind like, of interesting. Like, yes. The, the Superman pose, the Schwarzenegger quote, Stonehenge, and Buzz Aldrin. Like, Buzz Aldrin. I mean, yeah, this idea that this is a good, you know, <laughs> get your this ass is how to we're Mars. going to inspire Americans. To get your ass to Mars. <laughs> get your ass to Mars. Of course, but they're talking about, like, dementia-like effects, so it's basically going to be like, who took my cream peaches? You know, it's like... <laughs> well, you you remember that Buzz Aldrin is a guy that, uh, he, of all the astronauts, that about there, like, he's a... He is entertaining, but a little nutty. Yeah, he's a little. He's he was little the one that weird. was uh, claiming he saw. Uh, I think he said that he saw uh, flying saucers or something. Life, right? Something like that. I, I don't know. It's like I don't know. I I only trust the guy with the hair when I when I talk. I feel like maybe talk. his his brain waves were fried by the it Martian. Could be. Uh, it could be. I don't know. So anyway, so there's that. Uh, that's that's. Which, by probably... the way, I want everyone to know he's a national hero. I love he's him. a national hero. Oh no. <laughs> If if a little nutty, but that's yeah. that's why we love him so. He's the Uncle Carl. He sees the Uncle Carl. I mean, he'll have strippers. You yeah. Know. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. He'll have them while he's still alive. He'll be smiling in the casket. <laughs> yeah, strippers. That's his fetish. So every they... week we go to this asshole's funeral. <laughs> he's not dead. What's going on? What is this nonsense? So um, let's see. Very quickly. Uh... We we note the passing of Benny King, the man who did Stand By Me. And oh, God, me. Yeah, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And you know what's amazing is I had forgotten when uh, Stand By Me, the movie, came out that mm-hmm. uh, that he came back and they did like a... Uh, a remake like, of it. Yeah, a remake with uh, it was like a music video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, so he had a nice little... You know, comeback revival came... for about, you know, 15 minutes in the yeah. mid-80s. But, I mean, yeah, yeah that, that song is still... One of the great, it's it's one of the great it's, rock yeah. and roll songs it, of all time. I mean, just it, absolutely. It's nostalgia. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just pure nostalgia when you hear that. Of just uh, this sense of, and you know, what's so great about it is, is it's that sense of, um, you know, sadness and melancholy, but a sweet melancholy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. And not melancholy in like the oh, woe is me, depression, but in the looking back and having you know a smile on your face with a mm. sadness that time has passed but a, yeah. a happiness that you had that time to remember yeah, you had that that time and it was also like and it's also it was one of the few on the uh john lennon covers on their rock and roll album that really worked that was just the one that actually he caught that but benny kid that was just it's it's a fantastic song it's just simply you know one of the one of the lodestones of american popular music and not only that it's a song that i mean it has a you know whether it's for old friends or family or lovers or Mm -hmm. you know whatever it it is yeah it just fills in that gap of i think it's so universally what we've all felt yeah yeah so anyway ben uh a good we salute uh, you we salute you and thank you for that uh and just the performance of a lot, you know, and I don't know, it must be interesting that sort of like suddenly like, you know, you do that and suddenly realize you just caught lightning in a bottle in a way that most people don't even dream of. Right, you know, right. That you, that, that, be... That's something that you did with, I mean, whether he did anything else of great significance, you know, before yeah. or after, it's, it's... He was a good singer. I mean, he did oh, a bunch yeah, yeah, of yeah. other no, good No, no, I don't mean that. I just mean like that, to know that that will live on and is in the tapestry of mm. this culture you know, and, and in a positive way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something that yeah. is influential of, you know, it, yeah. it, generationally, it doesn't matter if you were from that era or not. There's something about 
that song and when you hear that first like da da dun dun da da dun you you first hear that it's like Oh yeah, you know, like even though I'm not from that time, there's like this, just like oh, I'm like kind of going back into mm-hmm. it, it, transfixed. Like, yes. um, mm-hmm. it is a a beautiful time machine. Yes, it is. It is very much so. Very much so. Very uh, just a, a, a fantastic. And he just did a bunch of other stuff too. And he was very just a great singer and and oh, yeah. songwriter. But again, great this was just smile also. Yeah, just just so. Thank you very much. It just uh, it's a. Uh, uh, it's unfortunately a mark of like, unfortunately, a mark of my passing years that more and more of these people are just popping off when we when I'm not looking. I don't so, want you to take this the wrong way, but right. you know, the sooner you get to the grave, the sooner I get to the titties. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm rooting for you to die. I'm not I'm rooting for it, but we, we got I'm the, just saying. I would say, actually, say, you know, I, I, I kind of like a, the memorial service with the strippers just strikes me as being kind of like, and now a very special presentation from one of Bob's friends. And, just, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear this, she's my cherry pie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. that would be the song you're gonna have at my memorial service. She's my cherry pie. That's the stripper song. What do you want? You want me, ladies and gentlemen? The contest for this week. The contest for this week is. It's gonna be Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing. Okay, the contest for this week is. What stripper song? Should be at Bob's memorial service. I'll tell you, uh, what, you, you know what song I'm going to have played at the end of my funeral? Right. What is... uh, now, this is a, a, this is for anyone listening, and this goes for you too, Bob. Okay. It's uh, uh, the uh, I'm assuming you're listening, but you know what? You, okay. you know what they say about assumptions? Yes. Makes an ass out of you and umption. But the yes. point is this: is uh, the hell of it by Paul Williams from. Um, <laughs> <laughs> from Phantom of the Paradise. Okay. <laughs> Go listen to the lyrics of that song, mm-hmm. and you will uh, you will appreciate even more how um, how much I apparently just uh, uh, despise myself. Okay. All right. <laughs> apparently, uh, just um, so. All right. So anyway, that's it. If you want to, just drop that on the on the Facebook page. Um, what song would you pick? <laughs> If we see if we get any hits, hits on that. <laughs> We're gonna get people from China that are strippers. <laughs> oh, here's here's my email. If you went, let me know when you're let me know when you're in hospice so you can get in touch with me. With uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, oh God, better that you than know. hostile. Like the movie. You know, God, it's, it's like you know all these decisions I have to make. You know, the speaker and everything like that. Now we get to pick a stripper. What is this? Is this oh my God, <laughs> actually. I just I just thought about that. That means I have to sit there and judge these titties to figure out which ones are the best to represent oh. your passing. Oh, what a what a what a horrible horrible job! I'm like, going to... mm, no, Bob wouldn't have liked that. No, no, no. Let no, me no. see. Wait, let me take a look at it again. Well, let's see again. Uh... No, no. It's it's got. It, I like the quality, but but the, this is the volume is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He 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 would have wanted it to be more buoyant. <laughs> She's my cherry pie. <laughs> silliness. Speaking of silliness, um, bad movie this week is Man Thing. Bad movie. <laughs> no! 
Yes, Spat Movie, Man Thing, which was originally somebody. I, I, I read that this was originally intended to be a theatrical release. I don't think, I, perhaps, but I, still. What, I like the Penny Arcade? Is that the. I don't know. It, it, it became direct to video. It wasn't even direct to video. I think it was direct to cardboard or direct to the sci fi channel. No, direct to sci fi. Yeah. And it was. it's like. Uh, it, it really. There were like thirteen. I, I count. I started counting cliches as I was going along through this. You know, they had like the dark and moody swamp. Then they had the the jaws rip off at the beginning with a man thing eats the couple. You know, the the guy he's the guy is having sex with this girl, and then she he's snatched by the man thing. They got the no teeth. The guy's driving the new sheriff from. Uh, it was apparently filmed in Australia because oh no quite... it was because <laughs> was filmed the, in the asshole who made it was the uh, Brett Leonard who's yeah. Australian and uh, he I, had, could... I think Jack Thompson is in the movie right that's a I... famous Australian actor I guess yeah he, yeah, he, he just... plays like the uh, Quint type character oh yeah but, yes but Brett Leonard is the same asshole who brought us Lawnmower Man and no, Virtuosity. And just like it's 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 cliche after cliche I mean there's like the the sheriff from the big city. Uh, and there's the evil industrials. I mean, I've practiced all I could hear. Let me just say that this guy, Brett Leonard, made the future look like the past mm-hmm. before the movie even came out. Okay. <laughs> but the thing is, here's the idea is that basically there's 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 this swamp and there's oil under the swamp and the schist industries has now put up a huge oil refinery. It's pumping oil out oh, of so the swamp. Oh, so there's a, there's a moral lesson here. Yeah. Don't pump oil out of the swamp. That's one of the. <laughs> I feel like that's a good lesson for strippers, also. Also, a good. I mean, and speaking of which, by the way, there was like the thing. One of the interesting things like they got this huge damn refinery there. I mean, it's belching smoke and all this ugly, ugly stuff. And then the town is still this wretched hive of scum and villainy. But it's it's um. It's just it's, so it's like a, Tatooine. No, it's it's not even as vigorous as Tatooine. It's just this <laughs> dump. Everything is everything is everything is like thirty years old. It's a thirty year old. Everything is a dump. You know, you'd think if they had a oil refinery, there would be guys working at the oil refinery. They would need some place to spend their money on Friday when they got paid, and that would mean you know something like the Double Deuce and a strip club. You know, like a bar and a strip club and liquor stores. Oh yeah, <laughs> and a hotel for I'm you know. About. Yeah, this and all of that stuff would have been there. Now we're talking about the level of uh, the level of class we're going to bring to your funeral. Yeah, I, I, of course. Well, I'm 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 terrified now. Of di- I'm more terrified of dying now than ever. And it was so. <laughs> but I like it. They had the evil industrials, and all I could hear when he was introducing himself to the sheriff, all I could hear is there was a um, a Mystery Science Theater 3000 version, and there's an evil industrials, and Tom Sawyer said, "Hi, I'm Bob Evil," and I could swear that it was actually what the guy. I mean, he might have all had. <laughs> He might have all had evil tattooed on his forehead. And cliche number like six is, you know, his stupid but still evil son. You know, like the, from you know, like Smokey. If Smokey and the Bandit were evil, this would have uh, yeah, been it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, did the our enus and the big enus and little enus. You were looking at it's little anus. And then, yeah, well, did they? Was he as uh, was he as apparent as Michael Caine as the bad guy in that Steven Seagal film that took place in Alaska? Well, he, he was even an oil executive, and they he was even hair, like slick oil black. He was even less subtle than than Michael Caine was, and that's <laughs> saying something. 
he was like, I mean, it's like, it was just, you know, they drove a Hummer. I mean, it's just like, can we not, can we just please? And then, of course, there's a, you know, spunky, th- and there's the spunky third grade teacher, female, who's like the female lead, who's like showing that this, they took Indian land, you know, like, I didn't break any American laws. What do you mean American laws? And, and apparently, it's, 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 the idea is basically that Bob Evil and, and son Bob Evil Jr., um, murdered one guy in order to get the land, and in the process of murdering the guy, they unleashed the spirit of the swamp, which was the man thing. So the man right. thing is going around killing people, including uh, a bunch of other people. And it's just sort of like cliche after cliche. They've got the pair well, of... Not, and not only that, but let, let's get to the, the... You know, when you have a film called... Uh, cut to the brass tacks is what I was yeah. going to say. Is, when, when you have a film called Man Thing, right? Right. You want to see this fucking man thing. Right, and you don't. When you finally see the man thing, it's like, uh, I mean, I'm oh god, fight. yeah, no, it looks like some glad bags that have mm. got like light holes poked through it. Yep, and I was like, going, you don't need a gun, you need a weed whacker. I mean, just like, you know, ah, there you go. <laughs> so um, it's just, it's, it's a very disappointing reveal. Uh, they have, of course, they have this spooky Indian guy who knows something, but there's a there's a photographer who who wants to like picture the man thing. Because he has issues or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, he, he wants to take it's a like picture. It's like the reporter from, uh, what, Hulk? Yeah, it's like the reporter from the Hulk. He's, or, 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 you know, Ben Jarvis from Dev. It's somebody. He's a reporter who wants right. to, like, take a picture. Of the, he wants to take a picture. And the he's constantly being menaced by these two, you know, redneck assholes. Now, right. it's supposedly, you know, he has these two vicious Rottweiler dogs to protect Jack him. Jack McGee. To protect him, yeah. <laughs> sorry. No, no, it's all right. No, it's all right. So... Um, they, yeah, so he's being menaced by the two rednecks. Right, and so they have, he has got dogs to protect him, and he's like, you know, dude, dude, it's 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 the South. Strap a gun to your goddamn, you know, if you're afraid of these people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not like you're living in a land where you don't have the ability to shoot first and ask questions later. Right, I mean, especially in this in this in this instance, these are these are people like trying to make. Try to make you make your life miserable to the point where you're actually bought dogs. I mean, so I mean, let me put it this way: guns a little easier to handle to drain than a dog. But it was just the silliness of this is this film. Uh, let's see what what else is going on here. Oh, which, which by the way, what I was going to say is, if you're going to call a film man thing, mm-hmm. and the whole impetus of having this thing exist is right. to have, you know, to showcase this creature. Mm-hmm. And I get like the whole Jaws thing of like, oh, we're gonna, you know, hold off the big mm-hmm. reveal till the end. Then it better be fucking revealing. Right. It better like, be. Like even when you get to the man thing, yeah, I, it's I, yeah. terrible. It's not good. I mean, it really not is comically terrible. Terrible. Just, just bad. I mean, just it's yeah. like this is like it, it's like uh, you know, it, it it's it's a Michael Bay CGI effect without the charm. I mean, it really is just. Oh yeah. It's just that kind of like I don't care. It really does look like high school play production. Yeah, and and the other thing is like I kind of like you know so they it, it's just so annoying. I mean it's just they have the they have they have like okay they like I hear like like the rednecks get split up and get eaten by the man thing at the end. Uh, it turns out that the that Bob Evil and son Bob Evil actually shot the previous sheriff. Because he was getting too close to whatever, the Indian holy man, 
the Indian holy man sacrifices himself to the man thing in order to stop the killing, and it doesn't work. Right. I mean, there's like, why, why? I mean, that was the whole thing. They're supposed to make this, this is supposed to be rather a, 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 a rather big emotional moment, and we're going, well, again, there's another 20 minutes in the film, so obviously the man thing is not going to stop now. Right. And then there's the other thing is like there's this other Indian guy who's like Chinachkook or something like that. I forget the bloody name of the guy. And he's kind of like portrayed as sort of like almost this John Rambo guy who'd be able to slick around through the swamps and sneak up on the sheriff and vanish oh. into the woods and everything like that. And yet, at the end... Everyone needs one of those in their town. Everyone needs one of those in their town. And yet <laughs> everyone the needs end, their own John Rambo. Everyone needs their own John Rambo. And yet, at the end, the fat, you know, Bob Evil industrialist sneak, gets the drop on him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah, uh, well, not only that, but I mean, look, you set this guy up to be the super badass. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you undercutting exactly what you set up? Like, what's the point? It was the point. I mean, the, why, why would you set him up as the super badass and then have, like, a guy who has trouble getting out of the Hummer? I watched. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Be the guy that gets the drop on him. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's 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 insanely. Not, not, it's as if they've said, okay, we have all these things. We got this effect, uh, and then at the end, basically, they, they it's the the man thing is upset because they sunk an oil derrick into the dark water, the nexus of the realities, and this is what the man thing protects. Uh, the, the man thing, of course, seems to be somewhat, you know. Oh, shall we say random in his attacks? Right. But uh, he, yeah. You know, so they eventually blow up the de- blow up the oil tank thing that's pumping the oil out of the dark water. The Bob Evil, of course, is killed in a perfunctly nasty way. Right. Uh, would you he, say that this would be before the Renaissance of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? This was way. This was much. This is sort of like this kind of like made them think maybe Fantastic Four wasn't as bad as we thought it was. Uh, you, you mean the uh, originally Ole Sassoon Roger Corman version? <laughs> yes, yes. It's like it was just like it's, it's you know like um I mean what they have they have the, like the spunky third grade teachers like I love the swamp. What do you love the swamp? How would I have loved swamps? <laughs> and I hate you love a swamp. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The only just, person that could ever love a swamp is Kermit, and he tried to leave to go to Hollywood. Yeah, like a swamp is a swamp. I mean, you could. I mean, I I met a couple of you know when I was down in Florida, down the Everglades. There was like the guy who ran the airboat. Yeah, you know, even I, they don't like the swamp. I mean, most of the people they're there because they have to be, or they were born there. They were born there. I mean, like, this guy, this guy, kind of like knows the swamp and understands the swamp, but love. I don't think that that's <laughs> swamps are hard to love. I I can see people loving mountain ranges. I can see people loving rivers. I can see people loving the sea. Yeah, I can see people loving the Great Plains. Even sure, but a swamp. Oh yeah, a swamp. I don't think so. I mean, oh, you could have a... Fa- I don't know. It's just like, but this swamp? No. With the man thing in it? No. Sorry. And then they blow him up, and he you know, he goes away. After having not sustained any damage whatsoever the entire time, once they blow up, they blow, it, blow him up, and that's it. Everyone goes away. Everyone's happy. But the third swunky third grader finds out, they find the coroner, who wears Hawaiian shirts, I don't know why, uh, finds something out, and the, the spunky third grader who's been sitting in the sheriff's office, basically, because I want her to take the call and then run into the swamp... Uh, right. Yeah. And, well, you know, like, God, this can't wait. <laughs> this couldn't well, wait. She reasonable. had. 
this information couldn't wait until he got back? <laughs> it's, it's like, ah. This, there are very important swamp questions going on here, Bob. Yeah, there's like a lot of swamp stuff. And anyway, so there was... I just, I just thought, you know, like, the, you know, but it could have been, they really could have done something if they really wanted to and thought about it for two or three seconds. Uh, they really could have done thing with the idea of, you know, the money from the the oil rig and everything like that changing the way things are going on. Like for example, they'd have the Indians, the Indian village, and then near it would be the strippers and the double deuce and the, you know, the Indians guys being. You know, working there and sort of like becoming somewhat, you know, like drug and alcohol dependent, like and you know their culture. Have a real message. Have a real message here. Just talk about you know if you want to show the if you want to talk about the corruption of money, show it. Don't just say, you know, <laughs> this is this is not a good thing that the swamp should be left alone. Yeah, but alone. that takes effort. I guess so. Yeah, I mean it's it's much easier to have like you know like forty five cliches in there. Oh, yeah. uh, in- including, like, you know, like, I mean, and the other thing, they never explained, for example, why the sheriff was coming, where he was from originally, uh, right. or anything. And it's just like, and, uh, you know, I mean, even even in Jaws, she, Brody was actually a police, they said he was a policeman from New York. So he came right. up to be, you know, there's at least, and that's all you needed, a half sentence backstory, but no. Anyway. I, I think I think you're expecting a whole lot out of a man thing movie. Yes, but I have to say honestly that um, one of the reviewer one of the reviewers I read said um, uh, you really have to be careful with your significant other when you're watching this film and she ad- comes in after having you know ask you what you're watching and then takes a drink of wine and you say man thing because you end up wearing. <laughs> Some yeah. Chardonnay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Archie's like, I knew you were looking at gay porn. <laughs> man thing. Now, my favorite thing about the, the character Man Thing was the, and the it's the thirteen year old in me because I remember actually when this comic actually came out, the Man Thing because it's around the same which era. Which is just basically Marvel's rip off of Swamp Thing, right? I, I think they were sort of like they were sort of like parallel kind of. They said, well, I think one of the reasons this story differs so much from the actual comic book is because both of the original stories of both Man Thing and Swamp Thing are very very similar. A scientist blunders into the swamp and becomes you know. This. Well, it's like uh, uh, Thanos and Darkseid, right? Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, we've seen this movie kind of thing. Yeah, so there's just go, uh, yeah, but there's only so many things you can do with a swamp. Mm-hmm. But I remember that um, the, uh, but they, the thing was when they came out, it was a very successful comic book when it came out. Uh, Steve Gerber's run is, is, is well respected. But. The 13 year old always loves, it, in me, always loves the fact that in addition to the regular man thing, they also published a quarterly version called Giant Sized Man Thing. Oh boy. <laughs> I have always the, Oh boy. The beavis and butthead in me. It's just always snickered every time I ever heard that giant sized man thing number Mayday. one. Mayday. Mayday. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what though, but they they have to have known. Right? Yes. Like well, they had to have known that they were like what they were putting out there. Yes, yes, they 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 kind of knew. I'm sure that they knew that when they put out when they wrote down giant size man thing as the name of the, of the comic book, they kind of figured Stan's never going to stand for this. He's never going to let that fly. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, no. Well, that's uh, you know that's that's like you know you see all of the uh, the, like the craziest headlines that just yeah. make it through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I was actually my my dad always remembered that he uh, when he was actually started working when he started working in advertising, they would always try to get slip in like horrible things into the um, into the ads, and the guys would just get shot them down until they finally got you know up your production with GG Transformers. Uh, it was the best that they ever was. Oh boy! <laughs> I think I think probably my favorite that was uh, um, uh, just completely inappropriate, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, was when uh, Ike Turner died. Mm. And the headline for his obituary said, Ike beats Tina to death. <laughs> I'm sure they said, and they're, 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 they're not going to let that one go. I know, Ted, but Jesus, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's terrible. But, I mean, that that is, that is such a, a just... The play on words. Yes, it's so I, wrong. It's right. Yes, I, I, I'm. I'm sure that that was not intended for public consumption. That was intended basically as being an inside, you know, a yeah. grim inside newspaper joke. You know, right. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, oh, we got five sh- minutes. We got to get this to the publisher. Uh, you know, it's, it's just it, it. In the rush of events, the the city, the 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 editor just didn't see it, or or something like that. And it just there it is. I beat student to death. So anyway, with 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 fond memories of my my youth chortling over the um, chortling over the publication of Giant Sized Man Thing, which really right. actually is just so horrible. You, I think it, the more you say it, the more you get giddy over saying that. <laughs> just, it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's I, so it's not not at all. Don't be sorry. I'm enjoying listening to you just get. <laughs> More excited about saying man thing giant over and over size. again. Not just man thing, giant sized man thing number three. You, know, kind you, of. Go, you go, this isn't for wimps. This is the whole enchilada. <laughs> this is the whole giant sized man thing. Anyway, uh, and and with that, this yes. is Tom, you're saying giant sized man thing. And, <laughs> <laughs> and this is saying, please, someone beat me to death so I can get some kitties. <laughs> Funeral services will be held at Al Big Al's Titty Bar. <laughs> yeah, at the uh, <laughs> at the Titty Twister. <laughs> at the Titty Twister. T- anyway, stopless time will be held at Martha at the stopless topless. Uh, Scott's funeral held over second week. <laughs> 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 and we're done. Okay. Shine on lightning, the days are long and the nights are frightening. Nothing matters anyway, and that's the hell of it. Winter comes and the winds blow colder. Well, some go wiser, you just grew older. You never listened anyway, and that's the hell of it. Good for nothing, bad in bed. Nobody likes you, you better off dead. Goodbye, goodbye. We've all come to say goodbye, 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 goodbye. Born defeated, died in vain. Super destructive, you were hooked on pain. And though your music lingers on, all of us are glad you're gone. If I could live my life half as worthlessly as you, I'm convinced that I'll wind up burning too.
Mas tu mostra. Get your ass to Moss.